Time marches on and leaves behind those who are not equipped for tomorrow. We cannot predict what will happen in the future, but we at Regent University aim to prepare you for it. With world-class professors and over 150 programs, the opportunities to find success in your field are many. So don't let tomorrow pass you by. The journey to your brightest future begins here. Visit regent.edu slash learn more. The following program is sponsored by Mission America and may contain views and opinions that do not reflect the views of the advertisers, staff, and owners of this station. Some material may not be suitable for children. Listener discretion is advised. Oh, the media. To watch the ongoing media propaganda, it's like watching Pravda. Yeah, I used to be a liberal, too. Because parents are, I think we are a little bit too complacent sometimes about, oh, how bad can it be? It's very bad. Because you can't be truly conservative and be advocating for so-called rights on the basis of what God says is a sin. Yep, I used to be a liberal, too. This is Mission America with Linda Harvey. Because with God, all things, all things, all things are still still possible. Good afternoon, friends, and welcome to Mission America Radio. I'm Linda Harvey, and I'm so very glad you've joined us this afternoon. Please visit our website at missionamerica.com. That's missionamerica.com for more information about our organization and to read news, articles, and Christian commentary on the culture. And don't forget to read my weekly column at WorldNet Daily and also on barbwire.com. And I'm elsewhere out on the web and, of course, at missionamerica.com. And be sure to order my book, which is written especially for teens, and it's called Maybe He's Not Gay, Another View on Homosexuality. And you can learn more right on our website at missionamerica.com. And there's going to be some really exciting news at the beginning of the year about the next edition of that book. So stay tuned for that. If you or someone close to you has gone through a divorce, you know how painful that experience can be. And It's very uh, interesting, a whole different perspective than the world's perspective when we are Christians. And then also throw in the holidays and you have an even more stressful circumstance. Well, our guest today is here in the studio to explore this topic with me. Mark Yonkin is a uh, professor at Valor Christian College in Columbus, where he designs and teaches courses in leadership and communication He also works full-time on the ministry staff of World Harvest Church in Columbus as a writer, editor, and public policy analyst. And prior to entering full-time Christian ministry, Mark enjoyed a successful 20-year career in public relations, corporate communications, and radio and newspaper journalism. And he and I crossed paths back then before any of us were doing any of these things in that field. He's earned, he earned a bachelor's degree in journalism from Ohio State and a master's degree in leadership from Mid-America Christian University. He's accredited from the Public Relations Society of America and is an ordained member of the World Harvest Ministerial Alliance. And his writing can be found on his blog, The Sycamore Project, thesycamoreproject.wordpress.com. And he and his wife, Nancy, and their three sons live in Pickerington, He's just out with his first book, which is a really, really excellent publication, and it's called Make Like Lazarus, a Biblical 
let me say that again, a biblical perspective of divorce and remarriage. Welcome to Mission America Radio, Mark. Linda, it's a great honor to be with you. Uh, You mentioned uh, that our paths have intersected a few times, and we finally meet again in the the radio studio. In the radio studio. It's a lot of fun. And you and I have sat around uh, the table of a group of pro-life and pro-family activists, uh, people concerned about these issues over many years, and yet um, here you are with a book, and it's not on any of those subjects. And you, it's not. Yeah, you chose to write about uh, from your own uh, background and experiences, and led you to produce this very heart. It's really a great book. It's uh, and because of my own background and having been divorced before I was a Christian and um, a a lot of that, it really spoke to a lot. So just give us a little background about why you, what led you to think about, I'm going to write this book about this. Well, um, Nancy and I have been uh, together a little over 20 years. Uh, We'll be married for 20 years in, uh, in April of next year. And after two or three years, I think just, you know, before, uh, before our oldest son uh, arrived, uh, I started thinking, you know, this is this is going better than than it did the last time, <laughs> and I wonder if you know we very both very intentionally put God at the center of our marriage, and uh, I think that uh, I don't think I'm speaking out of turn for my wife to say that that wasn't the case in either of our marriages. We were in the church, we were we were we were serving God, but we weren't putting God at the center of our marriages. And we very intentionally were doing that together. And the, it occurred to me that uh, what we had learned and what we had been through might be helpful to others. Yeah. And that was more than 15 years ago. So mm. this, this book is, uh, is the product of a, a, a long process, a long journey. Well, you're an excellent writer, and it shows because, I mean, the book is um, very well laid out. And it covers all the bases. Every time I would think, I, I wonder, he should be covering this, then you would cover it. Um, you describe the end of a marriage as like a death. Absolutely. H- hence your reference to Lazarus. And so is that what you felt like when you went through? It it, it did. And, and I say in the book, in fact, that it's kind of the death that keeps on dying. <laughs> When yeah. when a loved one dies, you know where their physical body is. If you if if they're a believer, you know where they where they are spiritually. But when you go through a divorce, your ex is around, and sometimes if you've got children together, they're in your face all the time with and and you have ongoing issues and so on. So you're always reminded of being a part of having been part of a family of an intact family unit and having that. And having that destroyed, um, no matter how that how Happened. that occurred, right. absolutely, and uh, and the church kind of plays a part in that as well because most churches, understandably so, are very family oriented, and we could probably do a better job of expanding our definition to include single parent families, widowed families, step families, and so on. That that families come in all shapes and sizes. Right. Um, Well, we, okay, even though divorce is something God hates, and you describe this very well in your your book, there are times when it happens to Christians, and are, is a Christian always at fault when a marriage ends? And, And tell us all the circumstances where 
the Christian church probably needs to rethink their automatic knee-jerk reaction to, oh, you're divorced, um, you've done something wrong? Um, that's a great question, Linda. I, I believe that there are three instances in, in which it is permissible for a believer to divorce, and I believe that where divorce is permitted, remarriage is permitted as well. Uh, Jesus talked about, uh, about uh, a situation where there is adultery in the previous marriage. And he uses a word that in the, in, in the Greek is pornea, mm-hmm. which is not necessarily a single instance of adultery, but a habitual lifestyle of, uh, of adultery. Uh, pornea, of course, is where we get the, the same root word for, for pornography. pornography. Absolutely. And so if you are the, quote, innocent, unquote, spouse where there has been adultery now— you can't take innocent too literally because usually in, in, in any broken relationship, there's enough blame to go around, right? Right. Uh, but if you are not the one who was responsible for the adultery, then, then for purposes of discussion, we call that the innocent spouse. If you're the innocent spouse in the case of adultery, you are permitted, not required, mm-hmm. but permitted to, uh, to divorce. And then once that divorce is final, to pursue a new relationship. Um, Jesus brought that into uh, into the law and the Gospels. Paul added the case of abandonment, mm-hmm. where a a spouse has uh, abandoned the faith or chooses to abandon the relationship, right. and so divorce and remarriage is permitted there. I tend to believe uh, the the third instance is not explicit. In scripture, but how many sermons have we heard on Second Corinthians five and seventeen? Mm-hmm. If anyone is in Christ, he or she is a new creation, right. and that means that you're not just a new and improved version of who you were before. It means you're something, someone that has never existed before. Right. And so, if you divorced before you became a believer, right. Right. then my conviction is that you then have the opportunity to start an, as part of your new life in Christ, right. to have a new life as part of a, as part of a relationship, as part of a marriage. Um, we use that—I uh, do prison ministry, and we use that verse to tell incarcerated men, in, in the case of the prisons that I, that I am in, that who you, who you are, what you did— doesn't matter in God's eyes anymore. Right, right. And so you get, I, you get a reset. You do. You get a I mean, reset. I mean, you hit the reset the, button. If if you are repentant, of course. Absolutely. And so then it. So I see no reason why you can't apply that right. that concept to a marriage as well. Right, right. Um, and just in case you're joining us, folks, we are talking with Mark Yonkin, who is a longtime <clears throat> uh, pro-family and pro-life. Um, colleague of mine uh, in Ohio, but he is here because he has uh, uh, written a book. He's also a professor at Valor Christian College in Columbus and on the full-time ministry staff of uh, World Harvest Church uh, as a writer, editor, and public policy analyst. But his book is Make Like Lazarus, A Biblical 
perspective of divorce and remarriage. And it's out now, right? It is. And just so let's make sure people know, it's on Amazon? It's on Amazon. Uh, the paperback is available on, on Amazon.com and BarnesandNoble.com. Uh, we're working to get it into physical bookstores. Mm-hmm. Uh, the ebook is available on the Kindle for uh, Amazon, for the Nook, for Barnes & Noble, as well as Apple iBooks and a number okay. of other platforms. Okay. Great, great. Okay. You know, after... Okay, so people often say, you know, if, if it is not your, your doing or your spouse is an unbeliever, a flagrant unbeliever, um, and the person has walked away from the marriage, um, uh, but then if, all, if no matter what happened, if you become a Christian uh, and then uh, go, wow, you know, uh, things, I'm a new creation. Mm-hmm. So divorce, you, you can be a completely new person, and um, you, you are when you become a, a true believer. And it's a new life, and you can start in a new life Amen. and a new remarriage. Now, but you still have to go through a period of resolving whatever happened before. Do you go through a period of grieving like, like it's a death? As we mentioned before, Linda, that, that the divorce is the death of a relationship, mm-hmm. and Relationships begin and end all the time, and they and and we uh, we lament, we grieve some of those more than than others. But hopefully, if you've been married to someone and have not not only intimate physical relations but an emotional attachment to someone, I would hope that there was some grieving involved. Oh, sure, because you can't. And I, most people I don't know, I know, can't just walk away from. A relationship as though nothing had ever happened. So yeah, there's, I, I've I've heard uh, a statistic that for uh, every five years you've been married, then it it they suggest that you take a year being single afterwards. Now I don't think that works for everybody, mm-hmm. but it points to the seriousness of taking the transition uh, as opposed to to jumping right into another right. relationship. Now, you talk about returning to your first love. You uh, you had a, a period of time where you reevaluated your Christian faith, and and we'll talk about this a little bit and develop it a little more after we come back, but just tell us a little initial thoughts about that. Well, uh, my former wife and I were married for uh, a little over 11 years when she said that she wanted out. Mm-hmm. And... We had met in the singles group at our church. We had served God together in 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 a United Methodist uh, congregation, and uh, it was it was really tough. And I it was the church I grew up in as a boy, where my parents still attended, and um, it was really tough to face. Um, I know a lot of people in that situation who get divorced within the church and or split up within the church and their first thought is to run away from God and I can't explain to you today why I did not do that yeah. but what I did instead was I ran to God and I I got deeper in the word I prayed like I've never prayed before and that's what brought me back to life all right seriously and and I think you had to reevaluate the choices you had made in that first marriage as well. That, that's part of your book. Absolutely. And we'll talk about that a little bit more. We're talking with Mark Yonkin and his new book, 
well, I think it is your, is it your first book? It is. Yeah. Make Like Lazarus a Biblical Perspective on Divorce and Remarriage here on Mission America Radio. This is Linda Harvey, and we're going to be talking about a little bit about how you approach the holidays, too, when we get back. Uh, uh, if you're going through a divorce, if you've just gone through a divorce, if you've just remarried, you've got, you know, blended family and all that. So um, stay with us. We'll be right back following these messages. Don't go away. Today's program is pre-recorded. To learn more, log on to missionamerica.com. Now, here's Linda. We're talking about a very different issue than I usually cover, um, but we're talking about divorce and remarriage, and uh, it's on a lot of people's minds at the holiday season and uh, all the things that go on then and how very poignant it can be, how everything tugs at your heartstrings, and family is a big part of it. And uh, we're talking with Mark Yonkin, who is a longtime I've known him in both of our previous lives in before Christian ministry and uh, and now uh, recently as well at uh, through the Ohio Pro Family Forum. And uh, but this is not about pro-life or pro-family issues. This is his book is called Make Like Lazarus, a Biblical Perspective on Divorce and Remarriage. And um, that's what you've chosen to write this book on. And it's an excellent, excellent book. And tell us again where we can find it. The book is available on uh, Amazon.com and BarnesandNoble.com and Scribd.com. We're working to get it into uh, into uh, bricks and mortar bookstores like Barnes and Noble, Lifeway, things like that. The ebook is available on uh, Amazon for the Kindle. It's available on Barnes and Noble for the Nook. It's available on Apple iBooks and and lots of other platforms as well. Okay, great. So uh, we were talking before the break about uh, returning to your first love after you have gone through a divorce and, uh, you know, you, getting back in touch with God. And you did not run away from from the Lord. You went back toward him and you had to kind of reevaluate how you had approached the first marriage. And maybe it wasn't quite the way God would want it. Well, we said earlier that uh, there's almost always enough blame to go around when any relationship runs sour. And so, I, yeah, I took a long, hard look at, at what I had done, and, uh, and my conclusion was that I needed to become a better man of God. And I did that through, through the Word. Through, I did that through prayer. I did that through service, uh, swallowed my pride, and, and, and walked into— uh, Serving uh, walk to Emmaus weekends, not with my wife alongside, but uh, but as a single man and facing some of those uh, difficult questions. And uh, uh, I had moved to from from uh, from a suburb to to into Greater Columbus at the time, and it helped a lot to kind of walk into a new community mm-hmm. as well. Uh, but uh, but I recommend that I, I recommend you know returning to what you what you say you believe about yourself. Uh, it's uh, kind of a cliche right now, but uh, we say that you can't really be you're not going to be whole in a marriage unless you're whole on your own. And and I needed to become a whole 
man of God on my own before I could uh, before I could be worth anything to anybody else. Right. And so then then you go through. Uh, let's say you you've you've done this and the person decides to get on with their life and they're considering uh, dating again and remarriage. And so how do you go about that as a, as a believer? Well, um, today, of course, there are a couple of their dating online dating services. I didn't have that. I had, uh, I had the Columbus dispatch personal ads and, uh, I ultimately answered an ad for a divorced white Christian female. And Nancy is a few years younger than me, and I actually waited about a month before I answered that ad because I was concerned about about the age difference. Uh, but that was uh, that became very irrelevant uh, very quickly. I think it's important that you know who you're, what you're looking for. We tend to, I think, go for the exact opposite of what we experienced before, and that may or may not be the best. Uh, that may or may not be the best approach. Uh, but I believe being upfront about your faith, about uh, I'm uh, per- looking, interested in pursuing another relationship, but this time it's not going to be at the expense of my relationship with God. Right, right. And, and, and let him start right from the beginning to be the center of mm-hmm. everything and how you date and all of that. Okay, now let's just talk a little bit about holidays um you know and and so let's say you've remarried and uh or even if the person has not maybe we'll start with that the person who is not remarried and is feeling that sorrowful you know your you know families are gathering how do you how do you get a little piece of advice you would give people to well the first thing i would suggest is to decide whether you're what kind of company you're going to be at a family gathering Mm -hmm. and my opinion is that it would be okay if you stayed home. Uh, the very, I happened to uh, to separate from my first wife over a Thanksgiving holiday, mm-hmm. and was at, was literally moving things into my new apartment over right. the, the <laughs> night before Thanksgiving and Thanksgiving Day and the day after and so on. Wow. And I took a break and ate my Thanksgiving dinner at a hometown buffet, and I sat all by myself. And that was okay because I wouldn't have been good company for anybody. Right. Uh, but once some time has elapsed, it seems to me that it's entirely appropriate to make known what your needs are. Right. That we weren't – we're called the body of Christ for a reason, yeah. Linda. And we are meant to walk this walk together. Yeah. And, and everybody in – all of us in support of, of each other. And it's okay to say, you know, I'm, I'm really in a hard place right now. Mm-hmm. That uh, uh, Christmas was a great time when I was married, and it makes me think about all of, uh, you know, all the, all the times we had and how it went sour and so on. So, uh, you know, please forgive me if I'm, if I'm not the best company right yeah, now. Right. Um, and... Once in once in a new relationship, the book talks as much about how to make the new marriage work as it does to recover from the divorce. But I think it's really important to start new traditions of your own. Mm -hmm. Just like in just like in Second Corinthians 517, we're not 
we're a new creation and not a new and improved version of something else. Your new marriage should be something brand new and not the new and improved version of what you experienced before. Right. That's, that's a great way to say it. Um, we don't have much time, but uh, in fact, I don't think we're going to, but I just want to make sure people know that you really talk a lot about forgiveness in this, and this that's really wonderful as well. Um, we're talking about a book from Mark Yonkin. Um, he's a, a professor at Valor Christian College here in Columbus and uh, with World Harvest um, Church on in full-time ministry. And the book is called Make Like Lazarus, A Biblical Perspective of Divorce and Remarriage. And it is available, once again, tell us. Amazon.com, BarnesandNoble.com, uh, working on getting it in the bookstores, uh, uh, Kindle, Nook, Apple iBooks, several other ebook f- platforms as well. Wonderful. Thank you so much, Mark. God My bless pleasure, you. Linda. God Thank bless you. you for what you're doing and for this book. And just remember, friends, all, there are tools out there for all of the difficulties that we may face and all of the challenges in life. Just remember, just remember that with God, all things are still possible. Have a great day. Lots of channels, nothing to watch, especially if you're searching for the truth. It's time to interrupt your regularly scheduled programs with something actually worth watching. Salem News Channel, straightforward, unfiltered, with in-depth insight and analysis from the greatest collection of conservative minds like Hugh Hewitt, Mike Gallagher, Sebastian Gorka, and more. Find truth. Watch 24-7 on SNC.TV and on Local Now, Channel 525.